Good dad day, everyone. Um, I know that I'm bringing you this episode kind of late. This is episode five, and we're going to title it The Infallible Father. Um, but I was trying to hold on to the excitement and anticipation of this episode before it came out. Not really. I am a father, and I have a full-time job, and I got freaking busy. Okay. Um, but this week, we are actually going to try something new. I'm recording. A video to add to our YouTube channel, which we are going to create sometime either today or this weekend, in the hopes that we draw in a few more listeners uh, and, of course, watchers or viewers now, so that not only can you see what I'm going to be reviewing, which we'll get to in a second, but you can see my awesome dad style, uh, which isn't actually awesome at all. Um, it comes from the designers at Walmart and the designers at Rothko. Um, I know this looks like it says North Face. It does not. It actually says aim for the face. Uh, so don't get too excited. I don't buy high end. <laughs> um, as you can see behind me here, we have the Dad Talk podcast up uh, and running. And I am very thankful for all of those uh, listeners that I have so far. And I hope to get some viewers and some more listeners creating this YouTube channel with the ability to see exactly what I'm doing. Um, I also want to thank Marshall, who is the creator of amps and speakers, um, for sending me a review sample that is of an older product. This would be the, um, earbuds for the minor, uh, two, uh, we're going to be reviewing those today. I also want to thank Trevor, who is a listener, uh, for giving me a recommendation for a new cigar. This is the Southern draw. Uh, Jacob's Ladder. Um, this is the second one that I have. The first one was an absolute B E A U T. We're going to talk about both of those things later in the episode. What I want to focus on today uh, is actually how my relationship was with my father growing up and kind of how it morphed into something uh, new, something better, um, something I didn't think we would have ultimately when I was younger. And I know that sounds uh, pessimistic, but it, you know, it's true. I also want to show you how uh, your kids will just always love you um, unconditionally. And they'll always stick by you no matter what. And I'm proof uh, because I stuck by my father when maybe uh, my sister didn't. But we'll get into that. I'm not going to divulge too many nitty gritty details. I'm just going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to tell you how I felt and how I dealt with it as a kid. So I hope this gives you some insight into your own relationship with your father or your relationship with your children. And I hope it helps. So let's get into it. All right. We're going to start a short time on when I was little and kind of teenage years. Um, well, preteen years and then uh, we'll get into teenagers and, and my adulthood i'm also going to be drinking a cup of coffee so apologize for the drink sounds but i did not have enough coffee today and i'm drinking some now so let's talk about how things shook out when i was little now i do remember my parents being together i remember when they were married and i believe at the time my dad was still in the reserves for the navy so I remember going with my mom to drop him off 
um, at the Naval uh, Shipyard in San Pedro, which is no longer there. Uh, now it's Terminal Island. And I don't even think the reserve center is there anymore. Um, I was actually part of that reserve center when I first got out. And then they moved to, I don't know, Buena Park or something like that. But I remember all those times. And I remember going. And I remember being put in the car. And one of the things that I remember is frustration. Because I would get car sick uh, as a kid. And I remember hearing my dad get very frustrated when I would get in the car and have to lay down or have a bag or a bucket or something. I don't remember what he would say. I just remember the frustration. Um, I remember my folks fighting all the time, all the time. They fought all the time. And I remember the day my dad left. Um, we had just built, or he had just built me. Uh, it was very simple. It was a piece of plywood that he had painted some roads on, and I would take my little Hot Wheels, and I'd run them up and down the roads. And to me, that was you know, absolutely amazing. My dad built it for me. We were going to play on it together. And then I remember him sitting us down, me and my sister and telling us that he was going to be leaving. And I remember being very upset and just asking him like, well, who's going to play with me now? Because, you know, my sister doesn't play with me and my mom's going to be too busy. And then he was just gone. And I don't remember, um, getting any kind of update as to where he was for a very, very, very long time. I don't remember if him living with his friend uh, in Downey was before or after he moved to Oregon. He moved to Oregon for a very long time. Um, actually, I do know now that I think about it, it was before moving to Oregon. Because when he came back, uh, he moved in with his girlfriend, I guess, at the time who we're going to get into. Um, I remember not seeing him. I remember not knowing where he was. I remember wondering when we were going to hang out more, when I was going to see him, and just being very confused as to what was happening. But I do always remember wanting to be around him and just loving being with my dad. I loved my dad. I love my dad, and I loved being around him at the time. Um, and I wanted more of that. And I was lucky because as I was growing up, he did coach a lot of my baseball teams and, and kind of when things got back to normal, um, things got started getting a little bit better, but, um, as I grew up, um, I remember traveling to Oregon to spend time with him uh, up there during the summers. Um, we would leave a little early from school. We'd have a packet of schoolwork. We'd go up there. We'd spend a couple of weeks or months with him. And then we'd come back and have to turn in the schoolwork and start school all over again. I know he wasn't up there for long, but I do remember that he came back with a woman who was just an absolute freaking nightmare. I'm sure she's a great mother to my brother and sister, um, who my dad and her had kids. And that's my brother and sister, of course. Um, I'm sure she was a great mom to them. but. To me and my sister, she was a nightmare. I remember my dad ignoring us when we told him that she was a nightmare. I remember the drama it caused between my folks because my mom knew that she treated us poorly. Um, and the kicker was that at the time, I think my dad was going to school or he was working a lot and he was traveling out of state and still wanted us to go over to his house which meant that we were just there alone with her. 
And those were the worst times I could possibly think of. And the only reason I kept going was because they had my brother and sister and I wanted to be around them. I remember being very angry at my dad um, for putting us through that. I remember, you know, wanting to know why he chose her instead of us. And I didn't realize until later that it wasn't that. Um, There were other factors at play that he could not escape. And we were where we were. I saw him. Um, he, he was always the, the guy I wanted to be around. He was always the guy I wanted to be. I always thought my dad was really cool. He played a lot of sports. Um, he had, you know, cool trucks. He was into baseball. He always had sunflower seeds and seeds. And now I eat sunflower seeds constantly. Um, I always wanted to be like my dad. And I guess in in an essence, I am. There are certain things that I do that are very similar to my dad. Um, But things really were bad after he moved back from Oregon. He moved uh, to Long Beach, and he was living with my first stepmother. um, And it was just not a good relationship. Uh, There was a lot of anger. My sister and I were always afraid to ask him things. We were always afraid to ask him for things. Um, I remember getting in trouble a lot because my little brother would always follow me around and, and if something happened to him, then it was my fault because, you know, he was hooked to me. He was on me constantly. Um, but, but what I do know is there was never a time where I was just like, I hate my dad and I don't want to talk to him and I don't want to see him and, and, and I don't want to do any of that stuff with him. I always wanted to be around him. And then there was kind of this bomb dropped on me. Um, I, I remember asking my mom constantly why she and my dad were no longer together. And she just always told me, when you're older, I'll tell you. When you're older, I'll tell you. So I think I was in middle school um, when one night I just asked her, I said, look, you, you always keep telling me when I'm older, I'll tell you. When I'm older, I'll tell you. I'm older. Now I want to know. And we were in the parking lot of a Barnes & Noble's. And she told me why they weren't together anymore. And it was a doozy. I, I mean, in my head, I was just like, I can't imagine. I, I, cu- I couldn't imagine why my dad would do something like that. And it made me sad because I understood why now my folks were no long- longer together. And part of me blamed my dad for that, which, I mean, rightly so, it was his fault. Um, Again, not understanding the underlying issues as to why that might have been his reaction to something. Uh, and again, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty details. Um, it was just something that was, it was very shocking to me. But I remember going home and I remember the next day my dad called me because I had some kind of baseball camp or something like that. And I just, I wasn't angry. I wasn't mad. I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't want to see him or anything like that. It was just another normal day. And that could have been in part due to my mom just kind of telling me, Hey, don't get upset with your dad. Um, you know, this was a long time ago. I'm over it. Uh, you know, he's moved on and, and, and we are where we are. It could have been that, or it could have just been, you know, he was my dad and I was going to love him regardless. And that's kind of where we were. So time kind of went on that way. And, and my sister and I, you know, as you go through school, you get yearbooks. And we were always afraid to ask him for the money for the yearbook or, 
we were afraid to ask him to pay for the tickets for dances or, you know, different things. And it just kept on until finally my dad separated from my first stepmom. Um, and I'm not sure if he went to therapy or if he went and did other things, but he did like a complete 180 as to who he was with her and who he was now. And it was just, it was more loving. It was more affection from him, which was something that I didn't have initially. So it was awkward, you know, growing up, my dad was never like, Oh, give me a kiss and give me a hug and give me this and give me that. And tell me how much I love you all the time and all the time. And then to go from that to like him being all over you all the time, it was like, what are you doing, man? Even still, like he'll hug me for a few seconds too long. And it's like, all right, all right. (laughs) And it's nothing bad. It was just, it, it was unusual for me. It wasn't something that I was used to. Right. So, um, it was different and he was different and, and I felt more comfortable around him. I felt like I could talk to him about different things. And, you know, then I chose to join the Navy. Uh, I went off and served my country and did what I, I wanted to do. And we had a closer connection cause we had both been in the service and I came back out and, um, made bad choices. Um, I, you know, lied a lot about different things and I stole things that I shouldn't have stole. And I drank when I shouldn't have drank. Uh, and you know, there was a, a day when, um, I, I can't remember if my mom found something at the time I was living with my mother. And I can't remember if at the time my mom found something in my room or she asked my dad or whatever the case may be, but I think they found weed and, uh, alcohol little alcohol bottles or whatever in, in my room. And, um, I told them like, I, you know, I drink, I go buy monsters. I pour these little alcohol bottles in the monster and I drink them and it helps me go to sleep and it helps me relax and all this stuff. And to them, that meant, uh, I was an alcoholic and I was on drugs and all this other stuff. And if fair enough, maybe I was, um, but my dad was the one person that really didn't judge me. And so he took me out that night and we had a long discussion about his past and things he dealt with and my past and and my future and my present and how we are very similar in the ways that we have dealt with things and, and how we operate and the things maybe that we shouldn't do that we have done. Um, and again, I felt even closer to my dad because now he's, now I've experienced things that he's experienced and I'm starting to understand why he was the way he was. And you know, where the anger came from and why I felt so angry all the time. Uh, and so it was really a connection with him that grew from poor decisions. Unfortunately, I would say my poor decisions, um, and that connection with him to understand kind of where he came from. So now as an adult, um, even though my dad and I are not physically close, I live in Texas and he lives in California. I still feel like there's not really ever a time where I can't call him and just tell him like, Hey, I screwed up. This is what happened. And him not understand. There have been instances where I felt like, um, my dad might have been selfish in the way he reacted to things. Um, or, you know, maybe put himself, uh, it put himself first in front of his kids. Uh, which there are times for that. I would agree. Um, but not when your kids 
maybe are struggling with some things. Um, there are times when I have felt judgment, but to be honest, I don't know if it was from him or from other factors, uh, other people around him, maybe causing him to feel that way or, or to push that sort of judgment. Um, but we've gone back and forth and through a lot of different things and, and we've discussed things and talked about things. And I can tell you that my relationship with my dad is, is better now than I think it would have been had my folks stayed together. Uh, it's better now than had it been when, uh, prior to me joining the military or if I hadn't joined the military, um, there were a lot of things that occurred that I wish hadn't, but, uh, I do think it builds you as a person. Um, it's definitely built me in how I parent. And I've always told uh, my wife, my current wife, if the kids ever needed anything, anything at all, including up to and including burying a body, um, we would not turn them away. We would not tell them no. Uh, we would have discussions with them as to how they can get out of a situation or uh, what they would need to do to improve their current situation, but we would never, ever leave them hanging. And we would never dismiss them and we would never stop talking to them. And regardless of what was said or who said what or, or what might have occurred, um, they are our kids. They will always be our kids and we will always be there for our kids. I haven't always felt that way uh, from my parents. So, um, I wanted to change that with my kids and, and just reassurance that you may screw up and you may do a lot of stupid things and I may get upset with you and I may yell at you and I may tell you like you've done some pretty stupid things, but I will never, ever, 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 ever make you feel like you can't come home. I'll never make you feel like you're not welcome in my house because I've felt that way. Um, and you know, that's the way my parents decided to deal with things and I'm choosing to do it differently. So I think a lot of that has to do with how I built my relationship with my dad um, and just wanting to change it for my kids. So as you can hear, see, I don't know anymore. Uh, things aren't always perfect and, and sometimes it takes time to find the connection, but there's always that love from your kids. It'll always be there, uh, regardless of how I was treated as a kid, regardless of how I'm treated as an adult. I'll always love my parents, all of them, um, my two bonus parents and my biological parents. Um, I'll always love them. And if there was ever anything I could do to help them, I don't think I'd ever hesitate, uh, regardless of how things shook out with me. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I believe you always have to be there for family. So. Take that for what it is. Um, I hope maybe that gave some insight as to, to myself and, and maybe your relationship with your parents and maybe how your relationship with your kids are or is. Um, and if there's improvement gained from it, great. If not, then you know it was a good story. Um, next up, what we are going to do is we're going to talk about our review sample and then we are going to talk about our cigar. Um, so, yeah, that's amazing. All right, so our review sample from Marshall, the speaker maker person people. Um, so what I have here are the minor 
sorry, I misspoke initially. These are the minor threes. Uh, these are Bluetooth headphones, cool, nifty little case, USB-C charging uh, cable slot at the bottom. Excuse me. And then the power button here and pairing button for the case. Um, has a cool little indicator light. Oops. That comes on when you open the case. And the headphones themselves are actually really nice. Um, they're, I know, this is terrible. I wish I knew how to operate this camera and myself at the same time. Um, <laughs> they're actually really nice. And I know you can't see it on the uh, video right now, but they're textured. Um, they have like this gritty texture on them. I like the shape of them. I like how they um, turn inwards to the ear and it's not like the normal uh, Bluetooth headphone that kind of used to sit right here. The bottom part is even more textured and then has a little copper uh, ending on it, which is really nice. It has a very clean look, um, has a very professional look, and then it has the Marshalls M logo on it. As for um, fit, I. Uh, have very very small ears you can ask anybody i have very small ears so these earpieces although they are comfortable and they'll sit in my ear perfectly fine they feel too big for my ear they feel like they're gonna fall out um they haven't but they do feel that way and over time because my ears are so small and the ear pieces are you know normal size um my ear starts to hurt from wearing them it's about an hour to two hours depending on how often i adjust them um, i've worn them to the gym and they have not fallen out i've sweat into them and the sound is still great um, it's just for me because my ears are so small the the feeling kind of hurts a little bit but the texture does make it feel a little more um, secure inside your ear um, it does have an application for both iPhone and Android. Uh, it's the Marshalls application. It pairs seamlessly with any phone, um, Apple or Android. And the application allows you to go into an equalizer and either use their preset ones or customize your own equalizer. Um, I found the sound to be very, very, very nice, very clear. The bass is real boomy. Um, the, you can set the treble to be a little more clear, um, or you can add a little more masking to it. I would highly recommend these headphones to anybody that's looking for a new pair of um, Bluetooth headphones and doesn't want to go the usual route with the Samsung Pro Beats or Samsung earbuds or um, the Apple Buds Pro that are ridiculously expensive. I believe these retail for about 94 bucks on Amazon. Well worth the price. You can even buy them used, and I still think they'd be a, a tremendous buy. Um, I wish I could keep these, but unfortunately I have to send them back, which is okay uh, because I have a ton of other Bluetooth headphones, but I may actually go on and buy a pair of these simply because I really enjoyed using them and wearing them. And again, I would highly recommend them to anybody looking for a new set of headphones. Um, moving right along, we are now going to discuss this beauty right here, the Southern Draw Jacobs Ladder. Um, 
We're going to talk about the cigar and we're going to talk about a review from uh, staff at Southern Draw. Um, and then I'll give my notes, the dad notes, on what I thought about it when I had the first one. So <clears throat> the way this staffer breaks this down, or a staff member at Southern Draw breaks this down, is he goes by thirds. So he talks about the first third of the cigar, which I'm telling you about that much. Um, he said it begins with uh, wood, dark earth, baking spice. Uh, at about a quarter inch in the baking spice morphs into like a black pepper and becomes quite bold at a half inch. The wood gains a light toast. Um, and that mix of toasted wood and dark earth, a light, and I hate this word, a light creaminess and zinging black pepper to the finish, uh, at about an inch, the black pepper mellows out a little bit at an inch and a quarter, you get a light cocoa. Um, and the third wraps up with lightly toasted wood slightly ahead of the dark earth and black pepper with a little bit of light cocoa finish and it's very 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 mild uh close to the end now the second third begins with dark earth that takes the lead about a halfway uh or a half inch in you get uh dark dark earth toasted wood and the mix of the two comes off very peppery and sharp I'm not a big fan of that kind of thing, but I did find that to be not as accurate. Um, the cigar finishes off with a very smoky, toasted earth flavor. However, the mild cocoa powder tastes uh, mixed with the medium earthy tones makes this cigar a beautiful finish. So that seems a little pretentious to me, doesn't it? It's like, oh, dark, earthy. <laughs> um, let me give you my notes. I think this thing was great. It has a, a coating at the head here uh, that's very sweet, so you don't get the normal uh, burn from the tobacco when you hold it in your mouth. It's it, It's got a nice um, kind of vanilla sweet flavor. If you've ever had a black and mild, uh, had a black and mild, to have a black and mild, hey, not to do other things with, um, then you know what I'm talking about with the wood tips, how it, how it kind of has that little bit of vanilla flavor on it. Um, the first third, I guess, if we're going to break this down of this cigar were great, uh, very light smoke, um, not super heavy, doesn't fill your sinuses like some cigars do. Um, the wrapper is, it burns very e evenly. Uh, as does the whole cigar, the burn line stayed straight the entire time, even though I lit it crooked, which I tend to do with a lot of my cigars. Um, but it burned straight all the way through the ash stayed on almost up to two inches before it fell off on its own. And I, that's one thing I kind of picked up. I, I don't like to ash my cigars. I like them to just kind of fall off when they're, when they fall off. Um, I find that it keeps the burn even, um, and kind of prevents me from drawing in too much uh, smoke, which gives you that weird toasty taste. Um, I did taste the cocoa. I did taste a little bit of pepper. Uh, very, very, very light. Um, and there was a little bit of earthy tone, but I mean, come on, think about it. Like, it's a plant, right? So you're going to get the earthy tone. The whole thing from beginning to end was very light. Even when I get to the final third, and I mean, I, I took this thing all the way down past 
past the label wrapper. I mean, way down here. It was still great. Uh, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too um, ashy. I know sometimes you can get that real ashy flavor. I didn't get that. The flavor stayed consistent throughout. Um, it was a very, very, very nice cigar. It was very nice to smoke. So I would like to give a big thanks to Trevor to turn me on to Southern Draw. I've never had that before. Um, so if you guys have any other suggestions on cigars um, or pairings, cigar pairings, because let me tell you, let me get this real quick. Let me tell you that with that cigar, I also had um, a old-fashioned, and I made the old-fashioned with this uh, straight rye whiskey, uh, Elijah Craig. They also make a bourbon, uh, which is, I've heard is absolutely fantastic. Haven't had the bourbon, but I did have the rye whiskey. Uh, I made it old fashioned and had the cigar with the old fashioned and it was great. Absolutely fantastic. So I would say the Southern draw Jacob's ladder and a nice, uh, glass on the rocks of Elijah Craig's straight rye. It's a good pairing right there. That's it for today. Um, I hope that today's discussion was a good look into your own life and maybe how you want to avoid developing relationships, uh, relationships with your kids, or maybe how you want your relationship to develop with your kids. Um, or maybe rebuild a relationship with your kids. If you don't already have a good one. Um, also, uh, I hope that all my dads out there take some time to enjoy a cigar or a cup of coffee. Um, or play your favorite music on your new Marshall's headphones. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Never know. Or listen to dad talk on your new headphones. <laughs> um, either way, stay frosty gents and join us next time for more dad talk.